Welcome back to the show. I hope you had a good week. Mine's been productive. I had a great rehearsal with Fistful of Metal on Tuesday. And we're getting ready for our show on Saturday, October 22nd at the House of Rock with a means to an end. John Mace that plays guitar with me in Headbangers Pit also plays in a means to an end. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be my first time to jam with those guys. So last night I also rehearsed with Headbangers Pit. That was on Wednesday. And we had a great rehearsal getting some new songs down. And after rehearsal on Tuesday, I had the pleasure of having Mr. Ralph Davila of Cat House and Left Hand Devil over to from my house to do an interview. And Ralph has Left Hand Devil playing this weekend at the 61st Annual Texas Jazz Festival. And they're actually doing two performances on Saturday the 15th. And you know, Ralph and I have worked together on Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular. We also did a Toys for Tots benefit last year. And we just did Baldy's Metal Brotherhood together about six, seven weeks ago. Man, we had a great time talking about a lot of different subjects. So why don't you just kick back, crack open a beer, or enjoy the ride as we get into our conversation with Ralph Davila of Cat House and Left Hand Devil. It's time to fire it up. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Ralph Davila, guitar player for Cat House and Left Hand Devil. Ralph, how's it going today? It's going great. No complaints. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot for making it to my house today. It's been a long day for both of us. And uh, I just got back from a rehearsal with Fistful of Metal. And I appreciate you uh, working me into your schedule and coming out here and hanging with me for a while. Hell yeah, anytime. Awesome, man. All right. Well, you know, me and you have been able to share the stage for several projects. And it's been a great pleasure of mine. Luckily, we have been able to uh, come together and raise money for the food bank around Christmas time doing our Harbor City All-Stars gig mm-hmm. where we're playing Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular. And last year, you also helped me out with a, a benefit that we did for Toys for Tots over That's at correct. Boozers. That was awesome. Also, the Really Rodden's helped us out on that one. And we also teamed up just uh, last month and we did Baldy's Metal Brotherhood over at the House of Rock. That was amazing. That was awesome, man. We really did really awesome and uh, raised $1,000 for the Corpus Christi uh, guitar programs here in CCISD. Incredible, incredible. Thanks for everything you do and, and for the community and, and, and always being uh, very generous with your time and your talent. Cool. It's for the kids. I'm telling you, it is, man. <laughs> we got to pay it forward, and that's our generation. They're, they're the new breed, and we want to be able to... Uh, See them jam it and, and, oh, yeah. and make their music dreams come alive. So let me ask you a few questions. I got you in my podcast room over here at my crib. Who got you into playing guitar, Ralph? Uh, let's see here. The radio. The okay. Radio. The radio. I remember listening to the radio really young, like, uh, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Because I was born in 73. So, you know. About 79, 78, I still remember yeah. hearing songs on the Around radio. Around 7 or 8, AM yeah. radio. AM radio, yeah. Right. And early FM, so. Yes, when they start breaking ground, right. Yeah. yeah, that takes me right way back. Well, who was the first band you heard on there that you remember? That I remember? Golly, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say like something like by a... Uh, Probably like free, like all right now, or you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, even some Steve Miller, I believe. So oh, I just sweet. remember hearing the guitar, yeah, in the music that stood out. So yeah, that would caught my ear, you know. You know, on my end, I would have to say Barry Manilow. 
That's cool. That was on the radio with my mom all the time. Yeah. The Copacabana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I might have actually grabbed a Barry Manilow live vinyl oh. from you. At one of your <laughs> at one of your uh, rock and roll flea markets, <laughs> hell yeah! I, you know it, it grows on you. The music oh, that yeah. that we grew up listening to, it uh, it's the soundtrack to our life. Oh yeah, and you know I thank my my mother a lot because uh, that you know she whatever she was doing cooking or something she always had the radio on and yeah you know, you're that that's kind of like a, a uh, you're lucky to have that like growing up because there's I'm sure there's probably some parents who didn't have the radio on <laughs> yeah so to have so. that in the background of everything we're doing is just really helps you create those kind of memories oh yeah that yeah. are implanted in your in your mind and and to me always remind me good points oh yeah the good points in my life um the bad points uh, maybe there's a song or two yeah. but really just really the the better times oh yeah better times as of being a kid uh the innocence huh. and just kind of getting into rock and roll oh yeah but the, the radio the radio was my best friend you know yeah i heard, I heard everything on there you know for and real I, and that was the time too i remember like on c101 you you could get everything from like rat to the almond brothers right after the almond brothers was uh you know docking after docking was uh yes you know, that was that was the mainstream on and ends of like music yeah so. yeah matt the cat yeah. Remember Matt the Cat oh, yeah. over there? Oh, <laughs> the wow. The zombie queen. I'm telling That's right. Yes. Those are the days of Craig's Record Factory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Amazing time back then. I remember waiting for uh, waiting in line for tickets over there at Craig's and, and, and camping out the night before. And, and it was always a party. Oh, yeah. It was like a tailgating party before the show, but just to get tickets to make sure you were going to get get yours. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, whether it's Metallica or Wasp or, or maybe it was... Uh, uh, Queens Reich or Megadeth, um, just to name a few. Those are some of the bands that uh, were even actually there present on site to do like autograph signings and stuff. Oh yeah, now you got to pay to meet them. Now you got to pay exactly <laughs> the VIP meet and greets. You know, it's 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 cool. At least you have an uh, opportunity. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you got the money, a once in a lifetime thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Some are pretty expensive. So they they throw in some pretty cool bundles. Oh yeah. A lot of cool laminates and posters and autographed and yeah. One of these days I'll take them up on that. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of tough, you know, bringing my wife or, or it, yeah. it, the ticket prices added up nowadays. It's not like the old days. No. You know, yeah. uh, uh, real quick, back to the radio part. Yeah. Uh, the the cool thing about that was that uh, you know, it, you get an eclectic uh, amount of music for for you know, like it's just all genres. That's what I'm basically trying to say. Yes. You know, it'd be a, a blues tune on this, uh, one song, and then right after, some new metal act. Right after that was some classic 60s, 70s. So right, yeah. it was a it was a very yeah, eclectic mix. Times. Yeah, That's and then sure. and then special shows too, like the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Wow, yeah, I remember you know, that. Right, I used to look know. forward to that on uh, maybe on Saturday or Sunday nights. Sunday nights, nights yeah. Sunday nights, the, uh, a live performance. Yeah, yeah. On the King Biscuit Flower Hour, one of my favorites was the Randy Rhodes Ozzy Osbourne tribute oh, show. Oh, okay, yeah, when it first came, mine yes. was a Rainbow. They played Rainbow. Ooh, Rainbow. Oh, I used to live for that one. Oh <laughs> man, and of course Kiss was on there. Scorpions. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that that. Well, we're on the subject of kind of the back in the day. Uh, MTV used to have concerts on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Remember I seeing remember like uh, the Speak of the Devil? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, maybe, YNT. I saw YNT. YNT. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was like Open Fire, but they were playing jams from like In God We oh, Trust. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, Dave Minichetti, yeah. love that voice. What a shredder! What a shredder! So speaking of like Dave Minichetti, and you mentioned Rainbow. Um, tell me, tell me about some of your influences. 
Oh man. Uh, you, okay, so obviously you know Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You know you're like right there at a teenage year. That's your like everybody's hero. I'm sure. So influential, you know? so easy and catchy oh, to the yeah. ear and everything. And just like wow, so amazing. We, you we, you grew up hearing a bunch of great guitar players, wow. Jimi Hendrix already, but the way he approached it and the different oh, yeah, sounds. Yeah. That he was able to groove out was yeah. awesome. You you know what I did find out because I'm actually, obviously I'm older now, but uh, I'm starting to remember that. Uh, you know, I, I really remember that before Eddie, uh, I would have to say mine was Steve Howe from Yes. Steve Howe. Yeah, because I, yeah. I would listen to Yes, you know, a lot. Yeah. When I was younger, and uh, Steve Howe was an amazing guitar player. You know. Incredible, yeah. You know, oh. His work and all those Yes albums, and I think a lot of it on the Yes albums, he always had a guitar solo, you know, whether oh. it was like ragtime, classical, or something. He'd change it up. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I'm not too make, familiar oh, for him with Oh, it. he's a great guitar player, yeah. I always remember Roundabout. Right. That, that, that song Oh, yeah. Oh, one that, of one, that one takes me back to when I'm... Uh, <clears throat> uh, remember being a kid, you know. Listening yes, to that song. that's one like that. Yeah, Chicago is one of those bands too. Oh yeah, you know, oh, Saturday yes. in the Park. You Definitely. know, yes. Uh, what what is it? Color my world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that guitar pattern right there. Yep, it's it's amazing, amazing, I, and I can't forget about it. Mm-hmm. So let me let me ask you this. I know you got a performing coming a performance coming up with your band. Left Hand Devil at this year's Texas Jazz Festival yes. here in Corpus Christi. So tell me about who's in the band and tell me about the sound of Left Hand Devil. Okay, well the sound is it 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 comes from it's jazz fusion basically. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm playing yeah. is jazz fusion, and, and I'm I I believe actually I know I am bringing something to the table that's different. Because uh, most of the music at the jazz also is going to be your traditional standard jazz Great. numbers, yeah. you know. Except I'm taking a different turn. All right. <laughs> so yeah. like, like you know, I I kind of feel like like uh, like I'm I, I'm like I feel like I'm the guy waving the flag right now. Like like, hey, come on out, you know. Like I mean, you, uh, I'm sure you've seen me. I play like some classic metal stuff and sure some blues stuff and Great my original choices, stuff, yes. you know. But on this one, I, you know, I'd like to at least, uh, you know, uh, at least influence somebody and and maybe liking what they hear, yeah, and turning them on to something that they normally don't hear, you know, which is right. jazz fusion, you know. So like we're we're playing works by uh, Tony Williams, who's a who's a amazing drummer, and, and uh, uh, we're playing two called Fred, and and that one has Alan Whoa. Holsworth on the original recording. And uh, Alan Holsworth is an amazing guitar player. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but I haven't. It's yet. like he was like like Eddie Van Halen's favorite guitar player. Wow. Yeah, and, and so this guy is like just amazing. And so we're playing pieces like that, and we're also playing awesome. a dr- drum pieces too uh, by a, a guy named Billy Cobham. We're doing a Billy Cobham tune. Wow. And uh, so it, it's 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 it's. You, you could say it's like jazz rock, if you will. Okay. But but you know, and then the the you know, I, I'm more excited about when people, you know, especially older people, when they get the brochure and they're like, mm, this band, that band, who the hell is Left Hand Devil? <laughs> like, are they letting a metal band play the jazz festival? Right, you're taking but it's them for just a turn. The name. It's yeah. really in reality, it's just a name. I like but, the name. But hey, you know, Left yeah. Hand Devil, it catches your attention. So yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so it's jazz fusion we're playing. Yeah, and in the band that day, uh, I have a, I believe the first performance is at one thirty on a Saturday, center stage, and I have Lalo Garza on bass. Uh, he's a bass player that that uh, gets, 
it's going to sound funny, but used a lot <laughs> in oh, different bands. Okay. You know, because he has a great repertoire of like, you know, it was a bunch of tunes, cover tunes. So, yeah. you know, he's the kind of guy that like, if you don't have a bass player that night, he'll, he'll learn all your tunes and then, <laughs> yeah, Whoa, like, okay. you, you know, he's a fill-in guy, you know, but, but man, he's really good. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be. And then I got this uh, uh, other gentleman, Gary Graves on keyboards. Wow. okay. Gary, Gary plays in his band called Dreaming in Color. And, uh, yeah, so a really good keyboardist. And and the one Great. that I'm most excited to announce is uh, I have a girl on drums that I, I – a girl, I should say lady, my bad. Uh, without even hearing her play a lick of drums. Yeah. I uh, – I could I could usually tell a good player by just conversation. Yeah, and, and okay. some some of the names that come out of their mouths, like like other players. Yeah, will tell me that you know, give me an idea how like, deep hey, they are into yeah, it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay. Like if they're the real deal, you know. Yeah, they're you know they're just not bragging about certain uh, you know things that they do or whatever. But 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 if they know players, you know, good players, and, and they start naming them off, you know, I could usually tell like, okay, this is. Yeah, this person knows they're what they're talking about. Yeah, they're legit, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name's Cammy Keys. Uh, Cammy she teaches Keys. over at Guitar Center. She does she does the lessons over there, drums. Great. But like I said, I never heard her play a lick of drums <laughs> until we, <laughs> until we had rehearsal last week, and then yeah, it was it it was even way better. It was like ten times better. Like you know what I heard. Whoa! Then with your expectation. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to see her perform or yeah. when we perform. To bring it all festival. out, yeah, because just from what I heard, it was amazing. So. Is she going to be there for both? Yes, sets? she's going to be there for both nights. Yeah, so I have a one thirty time slot Saturday, and then I have a ten thirty slot Saturday night. So one thirty on Saturday and ten thirty on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, a double header on Saturday. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I know so you're excited you catch, for that. Oh yeah. If you can't catch the early performers, you can catch the night performance. So. Yes, exactly. Good idea. If you can't, because I know it's going to be packed out there, and you, you know, whether you're there during the early or the or the the evening, expect the crowd. Oh yeah. And, and plan accordingly. Uh, get there early and uh, have a good time. It's always a great great event. Good people, great music, good food. Nobody does it better. That's why we're we're so blessed to have such a the only free mm-hmm. jazz festival that That's exists. Correct. And and here we've had it here in Corpus. For how many years so far? Do you know? I want to say it's like forty-two, maybe. Some, yeah, I think Somewhere you're right. There. That that rings a bell. How about that? Yeah. That's amazing, man. How many of these have you done before? Uh, I did my first one in March. Okay. My first one in March. So. Wow. All right. Well, th- hopefully this will be uh, a pattern, and we'll get you in there as a regular act every year. Oh yeah, I I do want to say one more thing about the the. The jazz festival is at, uh, you know, whether, whether you play metal, uh, you know, hardcore metal, death metal, black metal, whatever kind of metal you play. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would strongly suggest going because, you know, whether you get influenced by something uh, that you see there, you know, yeah. and you take that home and maybe you want to find out, who you know, where that music comes from and... Uh, yeah, you know, and, because because go down I, that I guarantee hole. you, I guarantee you, yeah. you know, most of your favorite metal guitar players or drummers, their 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 big influences are, are jazz players. You know, yeah, that that's a given. I mean, we could go all the way back and talk about a, a like a 
what was the guitar player in Megadeth? Uh, uh, Chris Poland. Chris Poland. Chris Poland. It's a huge jazz fusion. He went into player. jazz yeah. when he left Megadeth, he right? He did. Yeah, exactly. You know, you do your homework and you'll see, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, Alex Skolnick's another one. Yes, you know, he left. He left that band to do more jazz. Oh yeah, because he was just a lover of it. Yeah, and they'll tell you, you know, those, those some of the the best players in the world are those kind of players. You know, that's true. <clears throat> How about the name Aldi Miola? Is he? Would he, is he jazz? Oh yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. He'd be yeah. considered jazz fusion. Yeah, that's he's a, name. a great. One. I've, I've heard. And it, I, I've, I've seen him live, and oh yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, a monster. Oh, oh dude! Monster. I've heard one of his albums. We're hanging out with some bros. They're like, "Oh, dude, you got to hear this guy. He's yeah. awesome." So we're hanging out. Oh, dude, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And, you get and, lost in it. Yeah, and you know it's, uh, you know, it, it, it could be a guitar player. Like say you say you an Aldi Miola album, right? Yeah. You know he's got to have a killer drummer. Oh, so to be able to keep not, up to yeah, those so kind of chops. Drum, yeah. So if you're a drummer. Yeah. You know, you're going to get turned on to that as well. So I appreciate that. Exactly. You, you'll, you'll gain an appreciation when you go out there and see how it's all put together like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. You're so absolutely right. Your, Come yeah. out there and, 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 and please, no matter what kind of music you play, if you're a musician, if you're just a lover of music, get out there and go check out this Texas Jazz Festival this weekend. Is it starting Thursday or Friday night? Uh, it starts Friday night. Okay. Oh, you know what? Get this. It's it's the sixth. No, wait, sixty first annual jazz festival. Wow, Over that's all another nineteen years from where we were starting off at. So sixty first Texas Jazz Festival happened here in Corpus Christi this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That makes it October fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. The free. It's it's a totally free event. So please, it's going to be going on from um, early to early in the morning. And late at night. Yes, and so they, are, they are offering uh, shuttle buses out there. So Great. Yeah. So they're making it that much more accessible. So you can park where you need to and take the shuttle out there and save your, save your legs a trip mm -hmm. and get ready to rock out. And, and if you need any information, just look up uh, the Texas Jazz Festival. On, you know, on Facebook, it has all the information that you need. So Exactly. We're all on Facebook, so check out the uh, Facebook page for the Texas Jazz Festival. And you could... Uh, Look up and see what other bands are going to be performing. I'm sure our bro Michael Pettis is going to be there with Latin Talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will. Yes. Will. He's been a mainstay there for many years now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Mike. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Mike, we wouldn't be having Fistful of Metal over there at Brewster Street. He, sh he, sh he stirred up the oh, pot yes, yes, and, and got I, the phone calls rolling. That, yeah. And uh, Mike, big shout out to you. We love you, man. Alley Cats, everything you do. Um, appreciate you. And remember the old school days of Hypnotic State. I oh, love it, man. I remember hanging out with, with Dave and, and, and all those guys and Mark Arispe, Mark, rest in peace. And uh, good times, just great times oh, back yeah. then. Love you, Mike. So Texas Jazz Festival, everybody get out there. If you love music, if you play in a band, go out there and you are going to be turned on to some, some fantastic talent and you can't beat a free event like that. So let's... Talk about something else you got going on. I love Cat House and, and Cat House rocks no matter whether you're doing an original set or doing you're doing a set of just hard rocking I, tunes. I'm a weirdo like that, aren't I? Hey, you're right on my you know same what? page. I so, love it. Sometimes I feel like playing like original music, you know? Like, yeah. And, and I won't know till like a couple of days like you know, I don't know, I'm not really I get that original. from you. I feel like rocking out so I feel like Turning it up to 10 tonight and like yeah. playing the shit out of that guitar. Yes, <laughs> or, bro. Or, like, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know what? I think I want to do original music today. 
yeah we're gonna do original we're gonna yeah we're gonna explore we're gonna have a good time so i dig it man i know where you're feeling off a vibe and the band that you got is versatile so they can do whatever you want to do and and i know exactly where you're coming from because i've asked you before hey can you help us out you want to do a gig sure do you know if you're gonna be doing the originals or, or doing that i don't know yet and so it's like, all right. So it's like, hey, whatever it is, I know it's good because that everything's always quality work, yeah. And yeah, and it's yeah. done so well, and it's done with with heart and sincerity. Yeah, and that's you, why I love watching what? you guys. Thank you. There's not there's not a lot of that, man. I mean, uh, man, I hate to open a can of worms here, but no, it's all good. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there still, you know, doing it for the wrong reason, you know, and right. And it it it, it you can tell when you see something, you could tell it's like. You know, they're yeah. out there doing it for the wrong reason, you know? Yeah, you, I dig it. I know what you I get your and point. Passion for it and you could see it and feel it and hear it and you know It's real. Yeah. You know. Real recognizes real when yeah, it's going exactly, down. Exactly, exactly, you know. There's just there I think I think there's just some people that, that wanna do it because their friends are in a band and you know. Sure. But you know. Yeah, but you but you know who's doing it for the right reason. So sooner or later, you know, players kind of weed themselves out yep. um, because it becomes more demanding as the band gets better, and the band members, uh, the you know, the core of the band's like we want to keep progressing, we want to do more shows. We're That's going exactly out of town right. now. You got to still be hungry. Yeah. yeah, and you know that kind of separates you know uh, your your degree of being a diehard. Yep. To go the to go the ten miles, you know, go the ten yards, should I say, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all good, man. It's not for everybody. To me, to me, you're like the the poster child of that. Like you know, mm. you go above and beyond. You'll you know, <laughs> you'll you'll scrape up whatever cash penny you have to have to pay for a rehearsal. You know, I will. And that says that says that says I do the same, and that says a lot. You know, like it really does, yeah, man. You know. and, and you know, it's just me and you. We have the same work ethic. Whatever it takes. Let's let's get it together. I don't want it to be a matter of money that's yeah. going to get between us and the rehearsal or us and doing a show. Exactly. We've got enough friends. If if we need to ask to borrow maybe a guitar head or a drum set or a drummer, we have been around the scene long enough and know enough experienced musicians to um, be resourceful for each other. Oh yeah, and come in there for the win when it when it matters. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh man, it just it's been a great ride and. I like pushing it, and you know when you get the ability, try it. Mm-hmm. Try it, and, and, and sometimes when you when you get that seed plan in your head of an idea, um, like you had with Left Hand Devil, you just know when it feels right. And you just go with it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the versatility of Cat House, and you guys are always putting on a fantastic show. When are you guys gonna play again? Let me see here. I have one. October 29th I'll be at the exchange the day before you guys play at the exchange we're at the 28th yeah I'll so be right at the 29th Halloween weekend It'll that's be- gonna be a good one you know it thanks yeah. for turning us on to the exchange oh uh, yeah I've great, been great one, venue it's a great venue yeah. I've, I've seen I wanna say oh he's so badass a guitar player, you turn me on to him, and you guys opened up for him. Oh, Jason, Jason Kane. Yes, yeah. Jason Kane and the Jive. And the Jive. Yeah. Those three guys. If you haven't heard them, get a chance. Look them up. Look them up. They're on Spotify. Yeah. They've got probably about three or four albums already. Um, wow, what an amazing guitar player. Yeah, you guys killed it that night, too, on stage. That was fun when we joined up, there joined up, up there to do, like, the, wow. do our gig. Yeah. Oh, it felt good being up there. It's a small one. Can, 
compared to what I'm used to. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't mind being on the floor because it gives me plenty of room to run around. But uh, I do like getting closer to the guys, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm always stretched out, uh, taking advantage of all the space I can. But um, it feels good to be right beside Steve yeah. and Joey. You know, and Aaron's back there taking care of business. Uh, couldn't ask for a better bunch of guys. And uh, we're looking forward to that weekend. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be a blast. Hell yes. So let me ask you another question. Me and you are concert lovers. What are your three favorite concerts? I know you got a ton because oh, yeah, I've got more yeah, than yeah. I can count on one hand. But those three that, that maybe you saw at a young age, maybe your favorite artist, or maybe the band that blew you away that you didn't see coming. Oh, yeah. What are your three favorite ones? God, let's see here. Uh, I know for sure one of them was uh, The Clash of the Titans. Oh, Alice in Chains that just Ooh. came out with Man yes. in a Box. Yeah. So they were the opener. And then right after them was Anthrax with uh, Persistence of Time album. Yes, and you saw and them then, at the Sunken Gardens. Yeah, that's right. And I then, was there. Uh, Megadeth, the Holy Wars album. Yes. And then, uh, no, 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 I take it back. Slayer. It was Slayer after that. Right. The Seasons in the Abyss. And then it was uh, uh, Megadeth. And Megadeth, Megadeth closed. The they rotated yeah. the, the lineup. Yeah. And so we ended up getting Megadeth closing out that night. Yeah. Well, that was they a, all played that was full a hell sets. Of a show. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you for bringing up that show because that was. We didn't get that lineup back together again until the 2000s when Metallica was finally ready to do the Big Four. Yeah. But back then, we got a dose, and it was so awesome. Like you said, Allison Chains was just breaking the ice, and to me, I was like, I was already like yelling Slayer, Slayer. You know, it's just I was just die hard, and I wanted just to get Allison Chains over with. But before the end of the set. I was digging Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, I was like, yeah. man, these guys, are, they got a good metal sound. They got something going on here. and uh, Maybe not so fast, but still heavy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And after that, you just that's they became a mainstay on MTV as well. And oh, the rest yeah. is history. Yep. As Love Alice in Chains. <laughs> so that's one. Oh, Give me a couple more. I got, okay, another one I got for you is, because, uh, man, I, uh, I love Dio. Uh, yes, yeah. Dio, God damn. I saw uh, it was a uh, Testament started the show. It was at Verizon Wireless San Antonio. Okay. It was Testament, Motorhead, yeah. Judas Priest, and then Heaven and Hell. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Priest. That's a killer line. That's a killer line. <laughs> Testament. Wow. That's like their dream uh, tour right there to finally get to play uh, with, with uh, Heaven and Hell, that lineup right there. Yeah, oh, Ronnie James The Priest and Motorhead. Basically uh, Sabbath, but it was just yeah. Ronnie James. They just called it heaven. Now. Yeah, they had to do that technical issues, you know, rights and all that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. copyright stuff. Yes, yeah. I agree in full agreement. I yeah. didn't make it to that one. Oh. I missed out on that one. Maybe that was a Joe Freeman. No, no, no. That was a Verizon Wireless. Uh, Verizon Wireless. Selma, Texas. I huge. Guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge venue. Huge show. Yes. It's a shame it's not there. It was a good venue. Yeah, great venue. They had Ozfest over there. That's where I. That's what I'm familiar with seeing yeah, Ozfest out there. A lot of concerts out there. Yeah. Yeah. One more. Oh, man. Probably one of the best ones I remember seeing was, uh, and I believe that I was, I wasn't 21 yet, but uh, I saw uh, Van Halen in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Yeah. And then that, that, that one. Diver at, Down? No, 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 no. This is a, uh, Sammy was in the band, so. 
Oh, okay, yeah. my bad. It was at uh, OU812. No, no, it was uh, the right here right now for the Whoa. live album. See, it just yeah. had, uh, they always have hit after hit, but that's like a yeah. full night of hits oh, yeah. of all Sammy by then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Vince Neil opened up. Oh, but but he had, it was another cool one because he had Steve Stevens on guitar. Wow. For the Billy Idol band. Steve Stevens. Yeah. Did you see Billy Idol when he played here with Rebel Yo? Uh, no, tour? I didn't. No, no. I was a, a, maybe a little too young to. Damn, I'm feeling show. old. Golly, I made it to that one. And they actually had, you know, I almost wanted to say it was Des Dickerson on good. On good. No, it was Steve Stevens when you saw him. No, me. you're right, but I was thinking about the opening act. Oh, who was it? Because Des Dickerson. So, oh, some, from, uh, from, from Prince, Prince, right? Prince. Yeah, he yeah, was a yeah. guitar player that was, always, that was singing backups like on 1999 yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Great guy. But no, Des Dickerson opened up for Night Ranger. Oh, Midnight okay. Madness. Did you go to that one? No, I did not go to that Golly, one. Golly, I'm feeling old. That was another good one. Brad but, Gillis and Jeff Watson. Yeah, on the same <laughs> stage. Oh, ter- oh, terrible twosome right there. They were awesome. Jack Blades, great voice. The drummer, I don't remember his name, but he kicked ass doing the Sister Christian and mm-hmm. all that. Good times. Okay, let's move on. We've got a lot of rock and roll to cover here. Is there a band that you always wanted to see that you haven't had a chance to see yet? Oh, man. No, you know what? I've 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 been to a ton of shows. Yeah, I've been to a ton of shows. Uh, you got Van Halen. I love it, man. I have that's one that I on my bucket list that I'm not gonna get. Man, I don't have an answer to that. I mean, I've been, I've seriously you're been, blessed. I've seen everything from like country to. You know, yeah. metal to classic metal to heart, you name it. Uh, yeah. I've seen it all, you know. Punk you know? rock, hardcore, all that shit. Everything's I've in the mix. It. I've seen it, you know, and uh, yeah. It, so. Doesn't it feel great? Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell you, to have that, <laughs> those memories, the shows, oh, man, it's it's, uh, it's what keeps me alive. Yeah. If I had to say anybody, it'd be Tom Petty, which which every time that he came, I would say, I'll yeah. go see him next year. I'll go see him next year, and then it didn't mm-hmm. happen. So. so you've seen Stevie Ray Vaughan? Steve Ray Vaughan, Steve Ray Vaughan. No, I didn't because see Because I regret Vaughan. missing. He played he here played at least the, the three, four times. Selena, Selena. Ontario, yeah. Right? You know what's funny oh. is that I was there that night. Whoa. But but not at the venue. I was at a quinceanera. Next door. Next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if only what we, we knew now, right, what we know yeah. then. Exactly. Golly, Stevie Ray. Yeah, I got into him late in, in, in my musical career. And oh, amazing. I love that stuff he did, like on oh, that last album. What is it, Crossover? Or the one he's got Tightrope on? In Step, I think. In Step, yeah. that's it. I think the last song is called Riviera Paradise. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Oh, that's right. That's a good one. So sweet. All right. Well, I want to move on to another segment of my podcast, and it's a fun little thing I call Draw the Line, where I'm going to ask you how you feel about two certain subjects that have something in common. And it's going to be basically about a rock world. All right? So to kind of kick that, this off, these first two are an all-time rivalry in the hard rock world. So I want to see where you stand. And who do you prefer over David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think those are two different monsters there. There's Absolutely. One, you know, one seems to be the entertainer, you know. And then okay. one seems to be the singer, you know. And of course, Sammy's the singer. Sammy's the singer. Yeah. You know. 
great, great vocalist, you know. And Dave's a great entertainer and a great showman, you know. Right. So but, you got uh, to see Sammy. Yeah, I actually I see I saw I saw both, but I saw the later when David oh, okay. reunited. So I said to see both. You made it actually. To that you know what? Show? I've seen three. I okay. saw the guy when uh, Gary Sharon from Extreme. Yeah. So I saw that version. Okay. And I seen the Sammy version, and then I saw the later Dave version. So that's funny because that was my next question. I didn't know if you're going to bring him up or not. So mm-hmm. now that we've got all three of their singers in the yeah. in, in the spotlight, uh, <laughs> who would you go go for if you had to get Van Halen to play your birthday party? Oh man! Well, being that he's gone, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I'd probably have to say Sammy because uh, you have to think about it. Like when I those early albums yeah you know uh growing up as a teenager sammy was a singer so i got to hear all those with sammy i was i was more familiar with those yeah, i didn't get into the to the dave until like you know a little later but kind of getting back into yeah, the because, back catalog yeah because when i was into it was with the sammy era you know yeah love walks in um, all the great songs. summer nights oh yeah yeah the fir- i didn't know that was the first song that they that they wrote together when they got in the studio and it's like, hey, boom, he just starts jamming. Eddie Van Halen just gets in there and starts jamming. Next thing you know, Sammy Hagar just fucking fills in with all the ad lib lyrics and yeah. summer nights it is. You know, and that, that doesn't come around a lot. You know, it's like ACDC when they got Ryan Johnson, you know, it's like. Yeah. You know, there's magic again to be had and it happened. And that's know? hard. Oh, yeah. That's so freaking hard. The, <laughs> the singer is, is, is so much of a trademark to the sound and he may have success on his own afterwards because he, he's got that voice yeah but to get the the band to to have somebody step in i think maybe the latest band that i can kind of compare that i thought the singer was that pretty badass but i don't want to take anything away from the original is the new guy that fills in for uh jeff tate on queen's reich oh yes yeah great Great. Tal Latore, I think is his name. Yeah, Tal Latore. That's right. Yeah, Latore. Wow, man. When I saw him a few years ago opening up for, uh, I think it was White Snake and Judas Priest. Yeah. Oh, that was great. He's actually a really good drummer. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. There's, wow. You can watch clips of him on YouTube. No. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll get a big gig, whether it's for Queen's Rag or anything. Yeah. He, he, he was in a band called Crimson Glory. Yeah. I remember Crimson Glory. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He played drums? Or I believe singing? so. He was a drummer. Wow. How about that? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing them again here in November when they got Judas Priest coming back. You know, you know the uh, the thing about the uh, getting the magic again was like uh, when uh, Dio joined Black Sabbath. Yes. You know, same thing. It right. doesn't ha- it doesn't happen very often, and it's uh, like lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, it won't strike again. But yeah. for them, yeah. For luckily for us, the metal gods blessed us <laughs> with yeah. Dio coming back, and all of them would work out to. Uh, Create probably one of the biggest heavy metal tours of the year, biggest money makers, big yeah. time. I wish I would have made it to that one. I I regretted it, missing it. I I saw it coming. I think it was because it was during like a I want to say like a school night. Yeah. So during the week. You know, you know, I saw it twice actually. I saw it twice. I saw it uh, the first time I saw the Heaven and Hell. I saw it was a uh, I want it was I want to say it was Machine Head, and it was Megadeth, and then Heaven and Hell. Whoa! Yeah, and 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 what happened was I ended up getting a ticket with a group of friends. Yeah, and the tickets were like maybe like center, kind of in the back still. Yeah. But then the day the day before, this guy comes uh, where I was working at the time and said, "Hey, uh, I won't. My wife won't be able to go to this show. You know, I got an extra ticket if you're interested. It's right up front." 
And so I think the difference was like 70 bucks. And I was like, yes, I'll take it. And I actually sat in the front. And I did get, um, you know how the Pope, when you see the Pope on TV and he blesses people? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got one of those from Dio's, except Dio, except it was with the horns. You know? Oh, yeah. And he did it right at me. Like I, I want to say like maybe like four to five times because I had done it. Yeah. You know, I'm literally right in front of him. And yes. I actually have a picture of my arm <laughs> in the air, and he's giving it back to me. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> now that's one you want to blow up. Oh, yeah. Make a poster out of right there. Yeah, like that. Oh, man. Ronnie James Dio has a special place in my heart because I really love him as a person. Every you know, when seeing the documentaries on him and seeing how open he was with his fans, um, just He's probably one of the best singers to grace. I know hard rock and metal. hard rock and metal, right? Oh, oh my man. goodness! And that's because they have the new Rainbow documentary out right now. Yeah, incredible. Uh, his work with Rainbow, golly. Yeah. Incredible. I love you, Dio. Rest in peace, Dio. Let's move on to some more rock. All right. We're going to do one more for Van Halen. And, you know, I'm a big fan of how Sammy, when things parted between him and Van Halen, him and Michael Anthony were still birds of a feather. When Sammy had his new band going out, Michael Anthony was his bass player, and boom, they were just, they stuck together. So Van Halen got Wolfgang. So who do you think's a better bass player, Wolfgang or Michael? Mm, I think both of them are really. I mean, isn't I, Wolfgang I amazing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and I was like, like I said, I was lucky enough to see the later one when Wolf was in there. So yeah. Oh, what a show that was! Yeah, you know, uh, I've been really, I've been blown away. I love that that one video that Wolfgang has where he's playing all the instruments. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And then I just saw him, I guess, within the last couple of weeks, playing at uh, Wimperley Stadium for the uh, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, Hawkins yes, benefit. that was awesome. Oh, that's wow, awesome. man. He sounds just like his dad. Oh, yeah, he's got that feeling. You can hear it. Yes. The feel is there, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get a Van Halen uh, go-around, just like we're getting Pantera's go-around oh, here pretty soon. True. Anything's possible, you know, and, and, you know, when you got... When you got the bloodline still there, and Alex is still alive, yeah. you know, um, get Michael Anthony in there. Holy smoke! Get Sammy <laughs> in there. Holy smoke! Watch out! Anything's I, possible. Watch out! I'm there. I'm. I'll, I'll wait in line for a ticket for that one. So we were all giving respects just a moment ago to the one and only Ronnie James Dio. Now, he was able to step in after. The Prince of Darkness, Ozzy, left Black Sabbath. Who would you go with? Who's your favorite vocalist out of them two in the Black Sabbath years? Uh, well, two different beasts. Yep. But uh, the, one, the one that caught my ear was uh, with Dio, you know. Okay. That's a heavier Sabbath, you know. Yeah, I know you you you, you Maybe I liking. messed up by there by saying heavier, but uh, ah, it did take it to a little I like bit that, heavier plateau. I, and so. I could tell because one of your songs that I love for you to do, and, and, I, and I'm blessed to be able to ask to sing with you, is when you do Mob Rules. Oh, I love Mob Rules. Oh, yeah. The, the feel, Tony Iommi. Oh, I love that. And is it uh, Carmen at Peace? I on, believe, yeah, he's on the drums. On the oh, I love him. Yeah. I'm a, I started out on drums, so I've always got a good ear for drummers that just nail it and those of peace brothers are in the pocket they are and you know what's crazy is that is that uh i you know i'm a guitar player but 
I really love drummers. <laughs> I, and yeah. I, know, I know a, trust me, you know, I know a yeah. lot of drummers, uh, you know, uh, that are on albums and. Right. You know, but I, I, for some reason, my ear catches a good drummer. I love drummers. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, drum, drum. Some of my favorite albums are drummers' albums. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see who I got next up. We were talking about Randy Rhodes earlier and the tribute uh, that he used to come out and do the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Mm -hmm. So back in the days, me and me and my bros used to always have um, almost fights. It was more than just arguments, but almost fights. Not physical, but we'd argue about who was better between Randy Rhodes and Inve Momstein. Oh, yeah. Who do you prefer? Uh, yeah, I like both, man. But uh, I'll yeah. be honest with you, I think I'm more of an Ingve guy. Yeah. Okay. Because it, that was in my era. Do you know what I mean? Once again, it falls into where I'm a teenager. Yep. And so Ozzy was, you know, before that. I mean, I'm sorry, not Ozzy. Randy was a little bit before that. Right. So, you know, it's in my face, the Ingve, you know, on the radio, on the TV. And it really was. Magazines. So, Videos, yeah. all that good stuff. And, and uh, to our... Uh, to our benefit, we had Inve and the Rising Force come down on the first album, on the oh. second album, on the third album. Yeah, that's right. That's great. All yeah. the way up to Odyssey, I think. Yeah. Exactly, man. I think so after Odyssey, he stopped coming. He so. built up a crowd and a following here in Corpus Christi. And I did miss the very first one. And that's when he had Talis open up because yeah. I always heard from yeah. stories from my and, friends. Yeah, and Vinyl and that's when we, right that's when, Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And that's when, I, that's when a lot of my friends discovered Billy Sheehan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kicking ass on time. Yeah. Oh, I regret missing that show. God, I would, I would do anything if I've seen that show. Right? Oh, yes. Uh, because, you know, anybody being on, on the Rising Force, he probably played the whole album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And such incredible guitar work right there. I think there's only maybe like one song that's got vocals on it. Mm -hmm. And um, who's the vocalist on that? On the, that first Jeff one? Soto? Jeff, Jeff Scott Soto, yeah. Jeff Scott Soto. Yeah. Ooh. He's also had the pleasure of having Joe Lynn Turner. Yeah, Joe Lynn Turner. Was that on? That's on Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, oh, that sounds Odyssey. good. I love Joe Lynn's voice. He's, he did a, a good go around with Rainbow, right? That's correct, yeah. You know, one time I saw a Journey in concert, and they had Jeff Scott Soto on vocals. Whoa. And you can watch that on YouTube, and I saw that in San Antonio, and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've been seeing Jeff post a lot lately on facebook he's getting active and i don't think he's ever got on the picture but um socially and social media wise he's just popping up all over the place i think he's going on tour singing with somebody he does the trans-siberian orchestra he does year. that too yeah i've wanted to catch that show so bad he's got I've, a band sons of apollo too uh, now that i've heard of yeah. that's with the drummer from uh, dream theater right yes yeah, yeah wow that's a super group right there yeah Bunch of good players. Yeah, a bunch of great players in that. Oh, Scott Bailey turned me on to those guys. Yeah, Sons of Apollo. All right. Here's another topic that me and my bros definitely got physical with, and, and I was always outnumbered. And my favorite band, especially at that time, but now I just have a preference for the metal god. So tell me where you stand on Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest. <laughs> Ooh. You're killing me today. Oh, I'm telling you, the new wave of, of British heavy metal. Bam. Well, I have this argument sometimes with... Uh, <laughs> well, not an, I would say argument, but a discussion with... 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Anthony, Anthony. Uh... Yeah, Anthony Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Player for a fist, uh, excuse me, peace of mind. He's like, yeah, Shout yeah. out to Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to say, uh, I mean, I like them both. And uh, my teenage years, once again, it falls into Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Eddie. Eddie yes. Yeah. Get you. But, but, you know, when you really think, when, when if you want to talk, like, who kind of has the heavier songs? It's actually Priest. Priest have, some of their earlier stuff is, like, heavy, dark, and uh, just heavier. It is. I'm yeah, thinking dark, of you know? Beyond the Realms of Chaos. Got some real heavy parts in there. And a lot of dynamics. Oh, yeah. But dark. Victim of Changes. Of death. That's the yeah, one. Beyond the Realm, beyond of, the realm death. of Death. My bad. Victim of Changes. Victim of Changes. Oh, Dude. my God. That's their Stairway to Heaven. Hey. Stairway, ty- yeah, uh, that's the one. Tyrant. Oh, Tyrant. Tyrant. Yeah, that's a rocker. And, and then uh, Slayer covered uh, Dissonant Aggressor. Dissonant right? Aggressor. There you go. You know it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I know what you mean when you're saying heavier. It's not uh, saying that. They're heavier, like you would compare um, Hatebreed to Metallica, right? They're heavier in a different way, and you kind of hear it on the chug on You Got Another Thing Coming. Oh, yeah. That's that kind of heaviness right there, that priest and that double guitar duo of of, of K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton. You know, the, the song uh, that really gets me is... Uh, uh Screaming for Vengeance. That is heavy. Yes, that's yeah. heavy. Yes. Oh, man. Hey, what about Free Will Burning? Free, Free Will Burning? Practically a thrash Dude. jam right there. That's like a punch you in the face fucking jam. You know? That's that's like get ready for Painkiller. Oh, yes. That's the yes. prelude to where oh, they were going to go on Painkiller. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Dave Holland on drums right then. You know, that's what I really it. liked about Painkiller was that, like, it, 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 uh, it did one of these things where it said, you know, you might think we're out of the game, you know. Yeah. You might think we're not heavier than some of this stuff, but you wait. And then they come out with that album. And, and it blew a lot of albums away. It blew a lot of <laughs> albums away at that time. And you knew that Priest yeah. was not to be fucked with. No. Exactly. <laughs> I saw him that year. And I want to say it was at the Joe Freeman. And it was Testament on Souls of Black tour wow. with Megadeth, Rust in Peace, and Priest on Painkiller. Oh. Ooh, that's a good line. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, but my favorite band growing up was always Iron Maiden. So I always got clobbered because all the other guys were Judas Priest fans. Yeah. I think I throughout my uh, eighth grade. Yeah. That whole year, I think I had Life After Death on my Walkman. Like, every all day. All the time, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> I know what free. you mean. Running free. I love running, running free. free. That song. Oh. <laughs> the jam that, that I love on there especially is Revelations. Yeah. That's a special one to me from Peace of Mind. So let's get back to talking about a band I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Big Four. Here's a couple of the Big Four. You know, Metallica going and recording in New York and parting their ways with Dave Mustaine. And Heavy Metal History was being, the ground was being laid right there for Dave Mustaine's vow to come back with a bigger, faster, heavier band in Metallica and be the band to overcome what he had already grew Metallica to be at that point. So who do you prefer? Megadeth or Metallica? Golly. Now that's they're, a killer right there. Big beast. Big beast. Yes. 
Well, I guess if you're a, a you know a musician on the technical side, you're gonna go with Megadeth. Sure. You know the yep. technicality of the, the guitar playing. The... Dave surrounded himself with the best. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the drummer's name? The for the first guy. Uh, uh, Gar. He passed away. Gar. Gar yeah. Samuelson. Yeah, and uh, you know he came from a jazz background. Yeah. yeah Gar, Gar did. Yeah. Yep. Gar and Chris. Yeah. I think they had a a, a fusion band too. Yeah. <laughs> a progressive fusion band before they joined Megadeth. So. You're absolutely right. Uh, but uh, golly, I'm gonna have to go with Metallica because that's my. It falls like once again right into my teenage, you know. Yeah. Year, so. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Kill them all. <laughs> Thrash classic. Yeah. You can't take anything away from killing in my business. The business is good, but. And Peace Sells is actually one of my my favorite albums. Yeah. I hear you. I love the production on that. Eight tracks, but eight classics. You know, a lot of the guitar players that in were that ended up being in Megadeth. Yeah, they they, they uh, they'll tell you straight up that some of those the hardest solos to play are were Chris's where's Chris Poland's from that album. First album yeah. Wow, <laughs> man, we're actually working on doing Angry Again at Headbangers Pit, oh, and nice. Josh was just telling me, he goes, man, you think it's that easy to your ear, Tony? But no, they're doing dissident chords, and there's there's a lot of technical yeah. stuff going on. So, give me a break because we're gonna get it yeah. down. But just give me a break. It's almost it's really, it's almost like progressive metal, you know? Yeah. They got a lot of different type signatures and changes, yeah. and you know you got to be on your feet. You're gonna play that kind of music. You know? For real, yeah. for real. It's been a treat to get Megadeth here. The past, uh, I think we've seen them like twice within the past year. Yeah, that's awesome. They're gonna spoil us. They better come back. I got a few more real quick. Here's two big heavy hitters in the guitar world: Santana versus Richie Blackmore. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh hell. Oh yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a big Blackmore fan. Oh yes. Yeah, he he. Uh, there's some, I, you know, the King Biscuit Flower Hours where where I really really uh, uh grew fond of him, Richie Blackmore. Cool. Because uh, he he played a guitar solo, and it was a he calls it like a snake charmer scale. Okay. It, it almost sounds like he's trying to hypnotize you, you know. Yeah. And I believe you probably could. But, Whoa, uh, yeah. He has that mystique about him, you know. But yeah, listening to that that snake charmer scale, what whatever he was he's doing was like. It just hypnotizing. It, kind of, it was very hypnotizing. Yeah, you know? that's you know the thing about Richie Blackmore. I like the mystique about Richie, about him being in, uh, interested in the the black arts. Oh yeah, you yeah. know he was into the occult. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that kind of stuff, and uh, it's neat that uh, I'm sure it had some sort of influence in his playing, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's where we get that kind of hypnotism uh, vibe going on in that track. Yeah, you know, they had, a, they had the same uh, outcome as Priest did when we were talking earlier about Painkiller. Yeah. Because, you know, here they, they, they had that resurgence where they, they were a band from, like, you know, the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Right? And this is my favorite part is that, is that you know, around that time, 84, 85, whatever, you have, like, Rat, Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, you know, all that, that type of music. And, and you know, with their makeup with and all this stuff and the imagery, whatever. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they come out with Perfect Strangers, and they're like, dun, they dun, just dun, totally dun. kicked everybody's ass. Like, oh, hell yeah. Strange. That's that hits, a heavy song. That hits a rock radio. Oh, and like, my oh, God. Man. It's like just when you think, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, your Motley Crue's and Sisters and whatever are, right. are dishing are, out heavy tunes. This one comes out. It's ten times harder, ten times heavier. Yes. You know? 
Great Volk. Oh, I yeah. love Ian Gillen. Same here. Oh, he's amazing. I'm a huge Deep Purple fan. Oh, man. Oh. I've seen them about eight times. Oh, wow. I've missed them. I remember um, our local homeboy, Chris, sat in on drums the last time they played over at Texas Guy. Yeah. Deep Purple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, golly. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, Richie, the legend, the legend. So let me talk about a couple of vocalists that, sh that share the spotlight with Richie and his bands. What do you think about JoLynn Turner versus Ian Gillen? Uh, two different beasts. Yeah. Ian, Ian Gillen, when you think about it, yeah. uh, like when you listen to Highway Star, yeah. you know, Ooh, I think even Bruce Dickinson, Bruce Dickinson tells you, you know, that he was real influenced by Ian Gillen. I can hear it. You know. Yeah. You can hear it. And then, it's, you know, just like I said, once again, you listen to a Highway Star. The, yeah. the intro vocal, the when he hits that that high note in his vocal, that you first... know you could think about it. It's, it's very reminiscent to <laughs> Queen, any Queen's right classic, you know, Queen yeah. of the Like, Take Hold of the Flame. Uh huh. You know, that's yeah. Ian Gillen. You know. Yeah, that's you. So. They all they you know Jeff Tate, you Ian Gillen a sandwich. Oh yeah. You took that one away, and that's all good. <laughs> that's all good because you do it well. You do it so well. So, you gonna go with Ian? I'm gonna go with Ian. Yeah. All right, I'm guy. Yeah. and I love that. I can't. I got to bring it up. I love that track that he did with uh, Black Sabbath on Born Again. Oh, trash! Trash! Oh, yeah. yeah, remember yeah. that video? Love watching that on on uh, MTV Headbangers Ball back in the day. Oh, I like Zero the Hero too. That's a great one. That's yeah. right, Zero the Hero. That that got covered by Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, go ahead and uh, stop what you're doing and put on uh, that album. Yeah, <laughs> Black Sabbath, Ian Gillen. <laughs> yeah, you won't be disappointed. Rock Born, out. Born Again. Born Again. Isn't yes, it? Born Again. That's the one. All right, I got one more for us. How about UFO versus the Scorpions? Oh, man. Brother versus brother. Right. Michael Schenker versus Rudolph Schenker. We were just talking about Schenker the other day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the other day I was at uh, David Reed's. Yeah. And it was me, OJ, David Reed, uh, uh, Spidey. Yeah, yeah. Valentin and Dillo. <laughs> we were just yes. talking about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Schenkers. Uh uh, you know, I, I, once again, teenage years, scorpions. Scorpions, okay. And I, I, I really didn't get to UFO until later. later. Same here. Like, I, you know, I, it's an acquired taste, but God, they're so good. And and the, my favorite album is that Strangers in the Night, a live album. If you haven't heard that one, great guitar playing and uh, God, it's a, it captures a great live band that night. It was recorded in Chicago, I believe. I've heard about that live it's recording. It's a killer. It's, I've it, only it, maybe heard a track It's like or one two. of the best, like you know, live albums. Yes, and, and that's what I've heard about. It's like, oh, you got to hear this one. It captured like you know, fucking lightning in a bottle. The best of their moment, yeah. exactly. I like that lightning in a bottle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I got into UFO way after the fact, um, but Scorpions got into them. I guess maybe the first song I might have heard could have been No One Like You because mm -hmm. MTV. Thank God for MTV. I was able to get turned on the Scorps. And uh, I got to see him on the Crazy Heat tour in San Antonio where the Bonham opened up and Trickster. Oh. Yeah. And uh, they, the expectation of seeing Scorpions was set so high because I must have seen Worldwide Live about a dozen times before I got to see him. Oh, okay. I love that one. The, the behind the scenes, seeing their antics and, and them just go about their, their tour. Love it. 
I uh, love it. And and I got like a coming home is like one of those songs that Oh, that's a great song. The first song opening yeah. track from Love It Christine. Us being musicians, we know what they're talking about. It's like coming <laughs> home to the stage when you've been when you haven't jammed for a while, yeah. it feels so good. And uh what's a couple other ones that I love off there? Uh, loving You Sunday Morning and uh Holiday. Holiday's a great Leaving You. Leaving You, oh that's a good one. Oh, Makes me want to go check out Worldwide Live after we after we uh, break things up today. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I bet I can find it. But but you know, uh, uh, also later on too, and growing up, uh, learning about the Scorpions. Yeah, the, the era, the early albums too with Yuli John Roth. I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Guitar player. That Tokyo Tapes. Even even to, oh yeah, even yeah, till that. this day, that guy is amazing. You know, very it, underrated. Very underrated. Yeah. you know. Don't but in the car, but in the guitar world, yeah. he's like there, top of the line. Yeah, you know, a you lot know, of people know like a, main, a lot of people know mainstream artists today, like you know, and, and sure. So, so sometimes they use words that aren't really correct, like oh, this guy's phenomenal, this guy's you know amazing, yeah. and you're like, well, you, have you seen Yuli John Roth? Because right, Yuli John Roth will rip some assholes. He's like, he's and he really did good. this. 50 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. So, John Roth, I know where you're coming from. So, UFO, uh, I got into them late, but rock bottom, rock jams bottom, like yeah. that, you know what I mean? They, oh, yeah. They're just, they're classics. And, and Kirk were, Hammett was a huge UFO fan. Exactly, exactly. Um, they were one of those bands that when I, when I finally put it together, that that's UFO, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I like that jam. I like that one. So, Ralph, I've had a great time. Thanks oh, yeah. a lot for letting me pick your brain and seeing you where you are on some of these favorite bands and their different singers and where you kind of go on, on a lot of this stuff because me and you are, are, are lifers and we've, oh, yeah. we've, we've been blessed to be able to enjoy the, the late 70s, all the 80s, 90s, thousands, uh, up until now. And... Rock and roll has definitely changed our life for the best. <laughs> and I think it's inspired us to kind of do the extraordinary. You know, I, think, I, I was thinking about that today, and I was thinking, you know, like, in reality, like, like the real players, real, real, real musicians, they're the ones that suffer for sure. <laughs> we sure do. You know, like... Because like, if you ain't suffering, it ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> ain't it the truth? You know, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. That's saying yeah, it's, it's it a pain real. in the ass. The, the starving artist, you know. Exactly. We, we do what it takes, uh, whether it's paying for equipment, rehearsal time, um, whatever the financial thing is, we overcome it because yeah. we just got that love. And whether... Uh, some of us have been blessed with the financial support of a mom and dad or blessed with the drive to go out there and get a job or two jobs to support your love for music. One way or another, we yeah, figure it out. Some people won't understand that. You know, like, like uh, you know, that's that. maybe they see you on stage like, oh, they like it for the 45 or an hour, you know, whatever performance. Yeah. But they don't know like the, they don't that know whole backstory of like how you got the there. blood, sweat, and yeah, tears exactly. that you put into it. Yes, exactly. Oh man, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, same here. So tell <laughs> we us. We sold our souls to rock and roll. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell me once again, real quick, the times and the day we can find <laughs> you this weekend, Saturday at the oh, Texas yeah, Jazz Festival. Oh yeah, Saturday at the Jazz Festival. I have a performance at one thirty. I believe it's a center stage. 
and then a 10:30 slot at the same stage center stage so if you don't catch us during the day you catch us at night and for some reason if the time slot changes you can always look it up at the jazz festival perfect and uh i'll note it on my facebook page at you know I'll, I'll definitely put the time slots there you know where you come see us so excellent and I, and I promise you a great show a great you know the drummer i have will it will blow you away so awesome yeah thank you ralph yes i'll see you out there saturday all right hell yeah thanks again and i appreciate everybody for tuning in today thanks for a lot for listening to the podcast today that's going to conclude my interview with ralph davila of cat house and of course left hand devil who is going to be performing this weekend at the 61st annual Texas Jazz Festival. Saturday the 15th, he's got a 1.30 performance and a 10 o'clock performance. Go check him out. You won't regret it. It's going to be a kick-ass show. Ralph already guaranteed that he's going to be awesome. He's got an amazing band behind him, so go check out Left Hand Devil. Thanks a lot, everybody, for checking out the show today. I appreciate you all listening. And if you would, give me a follow on our Spotify or even rate the show. Leave me any questions or any comments you got. And remember, you're the master of your own destiny and the creator of your own future. I want to see you at our show, October 22nd, Saturday, at the House of Rock. Fistful of metal and a means to an end. Doors open at 9. A means to an end comes on at 9.15. And we'll be hitting the stage at 10. I'll see you at the show.